to the 16th episode of the Gravescast. We are back after, I guess, a little uh, time. I guess it was a little more like a month and two weeks, but uh, today we've got on DS, who is an old friend of mine uh, from university. He is a philosopher, a software developer, and I know him as the man with the iron gut. How are you doing today, DS? I'm doing fantastic. So, funny enough, I mean, when we first met, we I remember we had a conversation where <laughs> we were trying to find out everything we had in common. We were actually up in the uh, study hall in our residence, and well, something that came up was uh, Jack Reacher, and we, we kind of had that in common. You read it, what, like a while ago, like as a kid? Yeah, like <laughs> five, six, seven years ago. It was a while. Yeah, I read a couple when I was like a kid too, and then I've just I've just gone back into it because man, I need stuff to read while I'm working. <laughs> like just sitting around doing COVID screening, having nothing to do. Like you need to read a book to keep yourself occupied, especially when the Wi-Fi is kind of crap there. But anyways, before we were recording this podcast, I was looking through uh, Reddit, as you know, the rest of us always do, and I found out that they were actually doing a TV show for this now. And I sent you the trailer. What do you uh, think of it? Uh, it looks interesting. I guess a little bit more true to the books than probably the other movies were. Although I didn't see the original movies. I they, just know Tom Cruise is like <laughs> widely panned for being cast as Jack Reacher. Which, I mean, sure, if you're that attached to your fictional book characters, <laughs> all power to you. Do you think that do you think that's a bad casting? Because honestly, like I think that was probably the most interesting thing that I like. I was looking through comments and stuff, and people were like, "I'm so excited!" You know, Tom Cruise was the worst guy for the character and everything. And just like looking at like the way I know you didn't see the movies, but Tom Cruise kind of played like that, I guess, shell shocked type character. So I don't know, dude. Just just think of like a weird Tom Cruise who doesn't say much except for like occasional action lines. Like I yeah, felt... I mean, I I seen clips. I haven't seen like the entire movie, and like he seems like Tom Cruise, you know, like he's an intense guy. He's serious. He fucks some people up, and you know, and I mean, that's like what he does in every movie he's in. I didn't think it was like that unique of a performance for him. I don't think it's. But unique. apparently, he's like extremely unfaithful to the book now. So sure. I don't think so. I I just I think people were like a little offset by his height and everything, but. I don't know. I thought he did it well. I think intense is a good word to, or a good way to put it for sure. Um, but I mean, now they've got, I forget the guy's name, but he, uh, he's, he's Thad Castle in Blue Mountain State. Yeah, I don't Alan know Richardson. about, what did you say, sir? Alan Richson. Alan Richson. I don't know about you, dude, but I cannot see that dude as Jack Reacher. Like he's definitely got the height and everything. He's got the muscle, but he just, I just always see him as like Thad Castle, like having a fucking like chewy bar he's up his ass. Too good looking. Like uh, Jack Reacher is supposed to be like this ugly piece of shit who's just like big and imposing, but that's kind of like, like, like a bum. Yeah. Actually, yeah, isn't that like the character? That's like the only character trait that stays consistent. Like he only walks around, he has a toothbrush on him at all times and nothing else. Like he literally is just a vagabond. Yeah, this guy looks like a fucking model. And meanwhile, Jack Reacher in the books is like, like all scarred and like his face is messed up and his skin has like a bunch of like 
marks on it from I don't know what the hell you want. Is that actually it. how he's described? Yeah, he's like supposed to be like so ugly that people are like off put by his appearance. Like a candidate for fucking facial reconstruction surgery? Like a Like not victim? that like not that <laughs> like, he's not like Deadpool or anything, but he's like supposed to be pretty beat up like over the years. And then like here you have this guy with his fucking like Hollywood smile, like, oh what's up? Like it doesn't it doesn't really work, I guess. That's the I thing. mean Tom Cruise also is like a bit too of a you know too good looking for it but at least his like personality seems kind of you know more like jack reacher here this guy's like smiling like cracking jokes it doesn't seem much like him have you ever seen okay this is a little unrelated have you ever seen tom cruise on oprah yeah yeah i saw the <laughs> one where he was like jumping on a couch or yeah. Like, dude, it's it's just interesting to see, like, the complete contrast. Like, you would think that he's a little more serious, given... I, I mean, I guess it just shows, like, actors are, like... That's what they are, actors, right? Like, their personality is completely different. But you think with all, like, the Scientology shit you hear, like, the way you see him portrayed in, like, interviews and stuff like that, he wouldn't be like that. But he's kind of like a playful child at heart. That's one way of describing him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... If I saw a grown man jumping on a couch like that, the first words out of my mind wouldn't be like playful child. I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? You tell me that the most exciting part of going to a hotel room is not jumping on the bed? Uh, I've never had the urge to do that, actually. I didn't know that was a thing. Truth be told, I haven't had that much either, but I mean, you watch Home Alone, and it just looks like so much fucking fun. Um, but I think you touched on it good with, um, cracking the jokes. Like to me, that dude is meant to be in like 23 jump street, not, you know, like Jack Reacher. Yeah. Like it's, it seems like a buddy cop movie more than it feels like an actual, like fucking depressed vagabond going around just like beating the shit out of people. Yeah. It doesn't have that sort of serious, I guess, atmosphere to it. And I guess the other thing I wanted to touch on with this is like, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the books. Nah, I mean, sometimes they're hard to read. Like it really depends on the book. I've read probably about like four of them and some of them have been okay. But the thing is, is I don't know if it would make a good TV show because for him, it's the case where he, you've, you've read what? One, two, three of them. I think I've read like four or five, maybe he doesn't ever lose. He doesn't ever like except for the first book where like I was reading a story where like the guy the guy was saying like yeah it was only the first book where he ever like found someone who was kind of his match but since then like he just was that the one where he was yeah I remember in the first book he was like fighting this like extremely big like black guy yeah using all his moves on him and that guy was like unfazed and I was like okay it was like in a burning building or something too like I think it was like in the money laundering factory whatever that was yeah yeah. yeah so like the first book that ever came out that was apparently like the only time where he's actually like lost and not lost anything but even found someone who can like compare to him and then every other book it's just like well there's 25 guys well he, they're not gonna air this they're fucked so like is that really gonna make a good tv series i mean in most tv series you don't really lose if you're the main character can't really think of one where the main character loses uh infinity war 
Didn't they lose in that? That's a movie. Okay, but... And, like, they still won in the end. In TV series, there's always, like, you know, in struggles, though. I mean, like, you know, they're depressed, you know, they got yeah, broken you have, up with, like, they might... You and, have struggles, and usually the struggle is resolved in one episode, and sometimes it's, like, a multi-part episode struggle, but yeah. it's all, like, one cohesive story spread over several episodes, and at the end of the last episode, they still win. Like, you're never gonna have, like, a four four episode long like story arc and then at the end it's like oh yeah by the way make sure <laughs> he just fucking loses just dead <laughs> it's like i don't know what you were expecting <laughs> <laughs> fuck you took your money and running with it uh no but i mean like i feel like with jack reacher you don't even get that like episode tap i mean the tv show's not out right but i mean like in the books there wasn't even like a struggle period there was not a conflict where you didn't think that he was reasonably like gonna get out with it like without a scratch like there's never even a story where it's like you know he sets he sits there and you know like he's facing like five dudes with baseball bats he's not even like getting a broken arm or anything it's not oh, yeah a that's like story at all but that's like sort of the character isn't it like yeah he's a good he's a good fighter he wins fights he's physically imposing but his struggle isn't in beating people up like that's the thing he's good at his struggle is like the detective story part of it and like investigating that's like where the interest comes up i don't know it just and i mean that makes sense because like who really wants to read a like maybe i'm wrong maybe i haven't read enough books but like i don't think any book has the fight part as like sort of the central draw like imagine like writing a hand-to-hand fight scene in a book like i guess it could work i've got a buddy who has all of that in his book didn't you read the percy jackson series that was there's a lot of fighting in that i mean even there like even there it's like okay you have like the guy using like sword moves and like the monsters using like all their powers and like Mm. the characters using their like different like godly powers or whatever and like even there it like kind of could get a bit chaotic but here it'd be like what okay the guy like punched me i dodged it i, I gave him a left <laughs> hook i gave him a right hook he he, he gave me a jab oh no like it kind of hurts like i mean dude have you ever considered it, it could be an interesting an it could be an interesting scene but like you're not gonna center a whole series of books around like the fight scenes like that's not what's interesting and in jack reacher's case you know he's in a fight he's gonna win but that's not what you're there for you're there for the mystery and you're there for like any detective story you want to know who's really behind it all and like figure out what's going on but i mean okay i guess i guess what i'm looking at here then is like active active characters versus like passive characters i guess like i feel like with jack reacher it's it's hard to say because i mean with jack reacher like He's an active character. He will go into a fucking bar, like beat the shit out of people, get information, right? But with with a struggle, he does. It doesn't feel active to me. Like it feels like everything just happens to him, rather than he like you know progressing through like fighting his demons or you know like you know like figuring out through like this you know struggle that he's going through or something. I guess like keep in mind this isn't like yeah, fucking, this isn't fucking war like piece, top, right? Like some top tier like. <laughs> you know Citizen classic Kane. novel like yeah it's like <laughs> entertainment it's like you're yeah. not going to be reading this in english class like analyzing the deeper <laughs> like, okay. 
Come on, man. English class, you could take any fucking deep meaning to it, right? Sure, but like, this isn't like a cult classic. Like, 30 years from now, no one's going to know anything about Jack Reacher, and that's fine. That's like, that's not what the book's about. Do you really think that? I disagree. 30 years? Uh, It'll it'll live for 30 years. Like, after the last book comes out, and like, you know, it might be popular in some circles, but like, it's not going to like have relevance like 50 years, 100 years from now. Like, it's sort of like pop fiction. Like you read it, it's interesting. It keeps you occupied, but at the end of the day, it's not there for like anything other than just entertainment. You're yeah. not there to learn anything. It's like, oh crap! Like, what's Jack gonna learn here? Like, <laughs> what's what's their what's the real message behind this? It's like the guy stole some money. Jack beat him up, and then he moved on. You tell me they're not gonna be conflict morality? No, I don't think so. That's just a damn shame. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it would be good as like just a sit back, fucking like just watch people get the shit beat out of them. But I don't know. To me, like I, I wish they kept more of the serious angle, and like you know just didn't go with all the jokes and stuff. Like we've only seen the trailer, mind you, but you can just kind of tell what type of story it'll be for sure. So. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, it's it's just easy watching, right? Like you're. Uh, you're watching Gossip Girl now, aren't you? I am. Yeah, it's a interesting show, that's for sure. What got What got you watching it? Cause I I think I started watching it because I was just like bored as fuck, and it like I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, you know what? There's this guy from like you in it. We might as well try it out. But you've kind of been on like I, a little bit of a streak, right? Like you started with uh, Emily in Paris. We were bored. We all wanted to watch something, and we came across this show called Emily in Paris. Like, oh, that looks like it'd be fun to laugh at. And like, don't get me wrong, we're watching all these shows primarily to laugh at it. Like, we're sitting there, we're like, oh, this character is a piece of shit. This guy is a dumbass. Like, you know, it's funny. But I can't deny, like, the story, it is a little bit interesting as well. It's captivating. Yeah, kind of gets you hooked, addicting. Yeah, it's addicting, but we're not sitting there like, invested in the characters like i'm team like dan or whatever like i'm You're team, not team Nate, dan like, are you kidding me like i don't, I don't give a fuck about any of the characters fan, it's just it's just funny to watch like all these characters like making fools of themselves it's like I'm not going to be sitting down like at night wondering like what the true meaning of it is it's like jack reacher it's just yeah just entertainment yeah it's just there to fill the time what do you think the best part of it is? Because for me, like, I stopped watching around season two because... Do we do we have to spoiler warning this? It's been out for two years. Dude, it's been out since, like, fucking, what, 2007? Nah, I think if anyone gets angry over a spoiler, <laughs> it's their problem. Yeah, if one of the ten of you is pissed off, you can come fight DS and me uh, at school. Anyways, but yeah, like, after Dan and Serena broke up, I just... I didn't find it interesting. Like... Do you do you find it interesting to see like the struggles between rich people? Because to me, it was too much like, oh my gosh, I've got like too much money, and like I oh, mean, that's my not God, really God, their struggle. Me. Like that's that's not really like they have money. That's not really their struggle. Like, it's I mean, like yeah, you're not yeah. watching it because of like the struggle, and you want to know like how they're gonna resolve it, and like if they fail. Like you're feeling, you're sitting there, like you feel bad for the character. Like honestly, if all of them got like fucked over in some way, that would just be all the more entertaining for me. Yeah. Like 
like the episodes where they're all like happy and like having a good time those are the worst ones because nothing happens and then the ones were like oh it turns out like this guy did coke like three years ago and like this one like cheated on you with like four different guys in a single night like that's the funny episodes that's the one where you laugh at it yeah no, i feel you on that one I don't know. I just thought uh, Pretty Little Liars was a better laugh, laugh out loud episode, like laugh out loud series for that. But you'll you'll like, never watch that, right? It doesn't seem that interesting. Also, like, I don't know. There's like some shows where it's like, like there's two different types of funny shows. I feel like there's the stuff like Riverdale. Yeah. And I guess maybe Pretty Little Liars is like it. I don't I don't know personally, but it's like. The show is dumb itself. It's like you're sitting there. The dialogue is stupid. Like at, at some point, even the writers realize like the show is a joke, and they just like say dumb shit in the show for the sake of saying it. And you're just like sitting there. You're like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And then I feel like Gossip Girl. The show isn't dumb. Like the characters don't say anything that's like stupid or like. The writers aren't like purposefully making it stupid for laughs. It's just like the situations are stupid and it's like fun to laugh at it because like they're realistic in a sense, but it's like you're not there like laughing that oh I, I can't even think of an example off the top of my head, but there's like a there's like a difference between like ones where the writers are just like saying dumb stuff just for the sake of laughs and ones where it's you're just laughing at the situations the characters find themselves in. Okay, but do you I don't think, know if I explained that well, but yeah. You did, but I mean, I would argue, like, do you think shows like Riverdale, like, I think they started off serious. I don't think they intended to go into that, but, like, I feel like they just, like, fell into it. Like, that was what they were becoming, and instead of, like, becoming irrelevant and, like, you know, dying the next season, they decided, like, let's run with this, because this is what people like, and not even what people like people will watch us to make fun of us and i think that's the only reason they like stuck with it right maybe i don't know i don't know what goes through their heads but it's not really my thing dude you watched like three seasons yeah it's the worst decision of my I life know. honestly dude i stuck around to like season four i think and just like awful like they, they went from like you know a decent like high school story you know a little bit of like hey you know what like we got a mystery here like a body like it was cool and then it just went to like fucking betty is now an fbi agent she's seeking out like drug dealers who are like involved in orgust harvesting clinics and oh by the way her sister's like right next to her wearing a suicide vest see that's that's just stupid like I know. the writers are just saying doing that just for like Shock reactions value? at that point yeah it's not interesting like it yeah. maybe it's interesting the first time but after like seasons of that happening it's like okay like oh yeah like betty's dad is like a zombie now oh, okay cool like nothing would shock you at that point it's, dude like, funny enough i feel like that could be an actual st have you considered writing for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah would you consider like gossip girl like a guilty pleasure show oh yeah for sure like i would never admit to someone openly that i watched that show so. It's, it's something i keep very private to myself this is the reason why we're keeping you anonymous on here yeah that's the one single reason if we didn't have this topic you could yell my name out as loud as you wanted and i wouldn't care i'm but. glad to hear that so yeah i mean gossip girl you know i guess a little bit of a guilty pleasure show but i think it has its merit now it, it does show off kind of like that glamorous lifestyle and everything i'm not sure that's what you're looking for but you wanted to move out of canada right 
Yeah. Like after you're finished graduating? Yeah, maybe even before. Why why is that? Like we we've got a really different perspective on this. Like for me, I you know, want to stick around here because of the healthcare and I mean, I don't know, I've always been more of a uh, small town guy too, so I've never I don't know, I've never wanted to go around to like the big city and, you know, like see everything that they have to offer. Like to me, I'd rather just have like a bonfire of friends on like a Friday night. No, you don't know what they have to offer. It's nothing hurting than just trying it out. I guess, but you're pretty set on like what, New York, LA? Definitely not LA. Republic of Congo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they're known for their cities. I mean, what is there in Canada? Like, what's the point? I don't know. I, I like, th- like, why why do you want to stay in Canada, I guess, is a better way. Really, the healthcare, And I mean, like, I just, I don't, to me, like, I know you have a huge perspective on this. Because, I mean, like, I guess maybe I haven't done the look, looking around for it or whatever. But what does, can- what does like, New York have that Canada doesn't, right? It has everything that Canada doesn't have. Like what? Well, first of all, you're making more money. You're having like more fun. It's a better quality of life. I mean, it's like you say there's the better more... quality of life and the more fun, but that doesn't really say anything, right? Like, how are you having more fun? Okay, well, what what do you have to do in Canada? Like here, say you're bored, right? Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to the movies. You're gonna go to the mall. Yeah, I mean, gonna... you can only do that so much. Do a round of bowling. Get... <laughs> Let's go to the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> dude i mean and there's nothing wrong with no. that like it's fun to do once twice but like when it's all there is to do there's only so many times before you're like okay i'm ready for something new but there's nothing else to do that's it you can stay at home or you can do like maybe four or five different things and if you get bored of that tough luck yeah i guess you're right on that but i mean like what so i mean like compare like new york to toronto like toronto you could go like do the skywalk you could go like you talked about like a Look, Toronto is also Toronto is also a nice city. Like I would not mind living in Toronto. Like it seems like a similar city t- to New York, maybe a little bit less, but still like it seems like a nice place to live. It's just worse than New York for reasons other than things to do. Yeah. Cuz like Toronto is still a fun place. It's just more expensive and you get less money. So like you know, like, Toronto I wouldn't mind. It's just there's a better option out there. So that's why sort of fixate on New York yeah. is a way of saying it. I'm just, I'm curious about the unique stuff though. Cause I mean, like you say like, yeah, you know, it's, there's, you know, there's movie theaters, there's like, you know, bowling alleys, but there's nothing else. But I mean, like, I feel like there's probably more in New York compared to like somewhere like Toronto or even somewhere like Burlington, Waterloo, like any of those places. But at the same time, I feel like there's not, there, there's multiples right like if you want to go to a cafe like you have that cafe in like burlington you have that like karaoke club in burlington which you would ha- also have in new york but i feel like maybe you have like four or five karaoke clubs instead of like two sure i mean i'm not sitting here saying like oh, i'm gonna go to new york and like die there at seven years old like no I'm just I... <laughs> if i graduate at some point i wouldn't mind and i'd probably prefer to live in new york for like five years maybe a little bit more but Definitely not for my whole life. You know, yeah. it's just a nice place to spend your early years. Much more than like, you know, some small town in Canada. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's kind of more when you have kids and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, if I if I ever have kids, I'm definitely not gonna 
and stay <laughs> in New York, but get them into bars underage. Show them the Big Apple. Yeah, I mean Canada is just too expensive. Like for what it is, like yeah, it's not worth it. I'll give you that. I mean, like just as you know, being a software developer like you are, you do have a lot more job potential down there too, right? Yeah, you like, get paid more, and like you don't have to. Like houses in Toronto probably cost more than in most places in the U.S., and you're paid like half or a third of what you're paid in the u.s so it's like what is the draw there like you want to stay in canada like i mean maybe that's a draw for some people but not for me dude what about the maple syrup having the canadian name like like leaves, i never felt like the leaves? Big, <laughs> like i never felt like a big draw to canada like I, I don't feel like passionately connected to it like it's a place i live in and that's fine but like I mean, if I have to move, I'm not going to cry about it. Like, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the the value of Canada has gone, not gone down a bit. Just, I feel like beforehand, I used to be like a little more like, yeah, you know, like proud to be Canadian and, you know, like still proud to be Canadian. But I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of people, like what Canada is to them, is just like, oh, you're away from America. Like you're away from Trump. Like, you know, you're like the fucking safe haven up north, right? I feel like that's all it is at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's literally America, but like a little bit better in some ways, a little worse in other ways. And personally, the bad outweighs the good enough for me to want to move to America itself. You know, yeah, that's it. Would you all work at like Apple and stuff like that? Or like, what what are you wanting? Are you want a life of like startup? Or you want a life of like Microsoft and Apple? Like, what's the ideal life for you? You're uh, in New York. You got your apartment. Well, I mean, your bachelor. If path. you're, what are you doing? If you're, if you're in New York, like I guess the startup life isn't really what you're there for. For that, you'd have to move to, at least San Francisco. That's where like all the money is. But, like you know, I, I haven't decided yet. But if I do ever end up going into the startup route, it would probably be when I'm younger rather than when I'm older. So, probably in my 20s but at some point if that doesn't work out yeah i'd have to settle for just working for a company yeah i get what you're saying i don't know it's it's interesting i mean you're someone who's a lot more like career or yeah sorry career oriented than i am so i don't know like is is it all just for the money is it just for like the stability of life like you're someone who's applied like everywhere and anywhere gone some pretty like fucking high level positions like some earnings that like i would dream of to get someday and you're getting it like still in university right what what drives you to be so like career oriented well you know there is one thing you never want to be and that is have financial instability like you can have a miserable time if you have enough money, but if you don't have enough money, any miserable time will be a hundred times worse. Like, and you know, if you have the opportunity to get in a position where you're not ever worried about money, that'll solve so much issues for you that like, it would be dumb of you not to want to get there as early as possible. Yeah, that's true. Like, like I, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm just like, Oh, Am I going to afford rent for next month? Am I going to have enough food on the table? Like, 
very early on, I want to just leave that in the dust and never have to worry about a problem like that again. Maybe I'll have like different problems in my life, and that's fine. Did you and ever, like? Did you ever have those problems? Like, I don't. You didn't like grow up poor or anything, did you? I didn't grow up rich. No, but you were like middle class, right? Sure, but not everything is like. You know, not everything is like a hundred percent great when you like when my parents came to Canada. Like we were not very well off financially and you know they worked hard they did well for themselves as much as like immigrants could do to a new country that they're unfamiliar with but you know there's hard times and i just want to avoid that yeah that's i mean support your family support future kids if you ever want to have kids it's not a bad setup but i mean i don't know like for me i know i mean everyone has different passions right but is cs a passion of yours like if you if you had the option to like pick up any job you wanted for like the financial stability, would you pick CS still? Look, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, if I had the choice between <laughs> hanging out with my friends or sitting at my computer and like coding some app, I'd choose the computer. Like, there's definitely people like that, and all the power to them. Like, seems like a great passion to have, but that's yeah. not. But like in terms of jobs if i could see myself doing a different job probably not like i'm definitely much happier in my current role than i think i would be as like a lawyer or like an accountant or anything like that okay and you know that 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 applies to everyone like i'm sure lawyers also aren't going to be like yeah my passion is reading law textbooks but (laughs) when it comes to like choosing a career i'm sure lawyers are also like yeah out of all the options, this is the one I like the most, and doctors and accountants as well. Dude, I think that's what like messes people up the most because they get like at least in high school. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I felt like for us, we were told about these like giant glamorous careers, and that was like the reason you're going to university. Like you know, you see a lawyer on TV, you want to do law, you're gonna go become a lawyer. Uh, you want to do psychology, go become like a psychiatrist. You want to like do science, go become a biologist. Like, I felt like they never told us about, like, the middle-tier jobs. Like, they never told you about becoming, like, a blockchain developer or, like... Blockchain developer is just a software developer who is, like, fixated on, like, one really specific technology that maybe it'll be a big thing, maybe not. You get the point, though. Like, tax clerk or, like, administrative assistant or, like, wellness coordinator. Like, stuff like that. They're, like, like, middle-tier jobs, but you don't get told about them those aren't really jobs that like you aim for like no one grows up being like i want to be an administrative assistant like and i'm sure most administrative assistants if you went up to them and you're like yeah i'll I'll pay for you to go to university follow your passion and like learn what you want i'm sure almost every single one of them will be like fuck yeah like i want to go like learn this thing like administrative assistant it's not like a career it's not like a career that anyone aims for if you know what i mean like I get what you're saying. Mike. It's like a pretty dead end job. Like people want want to do, to do better than that. You know what I mean? Really? I feel like nowadays people are going like less into the work identity. Like people are like, no, you know what? I don't need to like fill my identity through work. Like I can fill my identity through hobbies or like family or stuff like that. No, you're not like, going to afford that without work. True, but I mean, like if you, I feel like a lot more people nowadays would be happy just doing that nine to five, doing the administrative assistant thing, and then just like. You know, like, I honestly, I feel like I'm hard-pressed to find someone who's, like, a happy accountant. 
And I'm not saying that for like every other job. I'm just saying for accountants. Like, I feel like they're fucking miserable. Maybe. And like, I feel I'd be miserable as an accountant too. So I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and defend them. But no. I mean, if they're, if they're happy with it, then sure. If they're not happy, well, maybe they should have chosen a different career. But it's not I've... up to me to sit here and judge them. Being someone who is in the same faculty as uh, like accounting students, I've read a lot of their assignments and stuff. And just seeing like the inspiration that they have, like literally most of them have talked about like, oh, why do I want to be an accountant? I want money. My goal is to like work for the big four. My goal is to do this. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of like your pursuit, right? And it's, I don't know. Like on one hand, it's like I can appreciate that. But on the other hand, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like... like accounting is one of those, I guess, fields where in the beginning, it's pretty terrible. Like similar to medicine, in the beginning, it's pretty terrible for at least like the first five, maybe even 10 years. But once you're like solidly established and you have like a career and you've moved up in your role several times, it's like one of the most comfortable places to be in. More so than probably most other careers. Because like when you're down, when you're like at the bottom and you're like working the 14 hour days, like, I don't know what accountants do, like moving the numbers around, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. And like your boss is abusing you and you're like, I don't know, sleep deprived. But when you are the boss and you have the 10 years of experience and you're the one that's like making a bunch of the money, I guess that's what their goal is. Like nobody goes into accounting for the entry level jobs. Like the entry level jobs you're making like, 60k working 14 hour days like getting a ton of stress but 10 years in and you're like a partner and you're like sharing a percentage of the revenue of your firm that's where i guess the real draw lies and i don't know i'm not like an expert on accounting careers but that's like what i've heard just yeah like i I, i've just that's what i've heard from people like going into accounting and i guess yeah i just seems like a good draw for them I get the whole like starting on the bottom and working your way up, but I just can't imagine doing like five years of that, like just 14 hour days, like going through like tax receipts the entire day. Like, okay, I know nothing about them. So I'm just gonna say like balancing the checkbook and all that, doing like tax audits. Like it's, it seems like hell. And it's, it just seems like in a way, like a rite of passage for them. Like it's definitely not fun and it's not for me at all. Like I would never do that either. I agree with you. But I would much rather be an accountant having like the shit kicked out of you by your boss, knowing that at some point you're going to like be beyond this and you're going to be successful instead of being like, I don't know, some like gas station attendant. And like, that's it. Like 40 years from now, unless you choose to like drastically improve your situation, you'll be in the exact same place with the exact same stresses you have now. Like, I mean, I, I would s- much I saw, rather be that accountant in that case. I saw an offer for like sixty-five thousand a year, seventy thousand a year to be like a manager at a local gas station in town. I thought that wasn't a bad setup. Like, was a manager at a gas station? Yeah, Maybe. like sixty-five. I think it, no, realistically, it's probably like fifty-five k to sixty k a year. And honestly, like if if housing wasn't too bad, that seems a little comfortable in a way. But that's the thing: housing is bad. I know, like it's i don't think it's ever gonna get better i don't know about you like, but oh yeah it's not like think about it like this like you mentioned an administrative assistant yeah realistically how much is an administrative assistant gonna make in a year oh that's probably, probably not, like 55 probably, 50 yeah probably not more than 60k a year like if you're being generous like 
and I like that's 60k a year that you're not really going to move up and like unless you do a complete career switch like you don't get promoted and as administrative assistant and like 10 years from now you're like the top administrative assistant making like 500k a year no like unless you do a career switch you're going to be making that 60k a year for the rest of your life yeah and now think about other careers like people like software developers like doctors people making like three four five times that amount in a year they still are having trouble buying a house so like what chance do you have like why would you choose to put yourself in that position that just seems like a really bad position to be in and i wouldn't want to be in that position personally yeah i get what you're saying wow that's dude that's kind of dark as hell shit it's like the whole it's like all a competition and it's like you're at this point like you're just fighting for the margins like barely anyone can afford a house like unless you're rich you're probably not going to afford a house like even a software developer making like several hundred thousand dollars a year he's still going to be able to buy a house in canada but it's not going to be easy and that's already like the top like whatever percentage of income in canada in like all of the country yeah so it's like we had we had a we had a street we have a street near us that does like bungalows like wartime housing like really small places like not the nicest places anymore like they in a way fallen apart and they're still like trying to sell it for like eight hundred seventy thousand or something like yeah it's crazy it's, and it's not gonna come down like it'll come down if there's a housing crash and i mean i wouldn't depend on that i'm not i'm no economist of course but like i don't think that it's gonna like drastically get better all of a sudden like this is no, it like, like you stay in canada and you rent a shitty apartment for the rest of your life or you stay in Canada, win the lottery, or you leave Canada. What's what's your stance on nowadays? We're seeing a, okay. You, you've seen the anti-work stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, what's the what's the fine line? Like, on one hand, we really don't like. Truth be told, like, I feel like both of us, we wouldn't want to work as like a waiter and have people like fucking spit on us, yell at us for like fourteen dollars an hour, right? Especially like the way, the, especially if the, the employers treat you like shit. The way I see it, anti-work has some good parts to it, some bad parts to it. Like, the bad parts are obvious. Some of them are fucking lunatics, and they're like, yeah, we need communism right now, topple, like, all of society. Those are obviously, like, complete dollars an hour for McDonald's? Yeah, like, I mean, even worse than that. Like, yeah, I, like, I'm, I'm gonna, like, lead the revolution and, like, kill all the capitalists. Like, you're crazy. Like, yeah. there's something wrong with you mentally. And then there's people that are like, okay, like, my work situation's pretty bad. My boss is an abusive piece of shit. And, like, he's tormenting me. In that case, yeah. Like, call him a piece of shit to his face and quit. But, like, you're not against work. You're against a shitty boss. And then there's people that are like, okay, well, my job is fine in terms of, like, my boss. It's just the job itself sucks. Like, I'm working all these hours. I'm getting paid, like, a low amount. And, like, I'm not being, like, valued as much as I think I should be. And it's like... Okay, it would be great if you were well, if you were valued more and you got paid more. But like, Talk why do you depend on other people to like do stuff for you? If you want to get a better job, work for it. That's what everyone's done for all of history. But all of a sudden now, like, oh, I, I think McDonald's workers deserve like twenty five dollar <laughs> wage. I mean, maybe it'd be great if they got it. Sure, but like, I just asked. Why don't you just try harder and? get that wage yourself like go to school and like 
be as successful as you want to be. Don't like, dip, like, made like I'm not saying I'm against a twenty-five dollar wage on McDonald's. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, these like people like they deserve to get shot on. I would love it if everyone got a good salary. Like, I wish everyone got a salary they were happy with. I'm not going to sit here and be like they deserve to be punished. Like, Denmark's but it's like, like twenty-two dollars an hour. Yeah, like, that's great for Denmark. Like, I'm not going to sit here and call Denmark, like, a socialist, like, <laughs> fucking hellhole. Like, good for them that they did that. But, and this is a big, like, but, if you're going to spend so much time complaining on the internet, can't you just, like, stop depending on other people to, like, do this radical change? And if you care that much, do something about it yourself. Like, okay, you're, in a, you're like, some assistant in a company. Your boss is a piece of shit. He only wants to pay you 18 bucks an hour, even less. He wants to pay you 14 bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah. That's not enough money for you. Sure, I wish all administrative assistants got a ton more money and they were like completely comfortable. But instead of going on anti-work and like planning the fucking socialist revolution, <laughs> why don't you like get a better job? Like stop being like lazy for lack of a better word and like work harder for it. Like I think- end of the day, if you're in Canada, there is so much opportunity for you in terms of getting more money, like any Western country. Like if you were born in Africa or some shit, or like in a very poor country where it's like literally people are like getting shot and like people are dying of like starvation. Yeah. And like the economic opportunities are like completely inexistent. Like you could be Albert Einstein himself and you're still going to die like hungry in the street just because of your situation. Yeah, that sucks. Like you have to, you have to like, like and like you have to draw a line and the line is there like that that's a terrible situation to be in but if you're in canada everyone has the opportunity to learn everyone has the opportunity to apply to any job they want and like unless you're like extremely like disabled like that you straight up cannot learn and like it sucks if you are but that's like a very small part of the population yeah anyone can do better like anyone it doesn't matter who you are like you can try harder at life and in this case why don't you try harder at getting a better career like you have the opportunity do it well what about the people who like can't afford like university or college or any of that stuff right like you can learn anything you need online unless you're like wanting to become a surgeon or like (laughs) one of those like careers where you need like a certification you can learn it online but nowadays most most people are looking for that piece of paper right like it's not it's not as easy as saying like hey i have these skills they're looking for that that's not true for that's not true for cs at all like for example there's people that they graduate in completely unrelated like careers like i know people that they went to university for like i don't know media studies or like english and they graduated to try to get a job in that and maybe they got a job in it and it wasn't like anything glamorous and then they decided they wanted to switch careers and they didn't go back to university for like a degree in computer science. No, they like sat down. They worked hard, very hard for months, maybe even years. They learned, they learned a lot of things. They go to work, they come home, they spend another like four, five, six, seven hours studying their ass off. And after several months or years, yeah, you have the skills, you have the projects to back it up you'll get a job and you'll do a much better, you'll get a much better salary. And at that point you can just start moving up like that. That's someone that I respect very greatly. Like they went, they worked much harder than other people did much harder than other people are even willing to. And they made something of themselves 
by their own effort and i respect that 100 percent. like yeah sure it'd be great if it was like handed to them like i'd be happy for them if it was handed to them but nothing gets handed to you in life they decided to take it into their own hands and they made something of it and all power to them yeah it's not a bad way to look at it i don't know i just really for me it's it's a case of like obviously you address the like you know in a bad situation angle where it's like you know you're born in a country where you just you know you're getting shot in the street and starving and all that but i just think it's interesting to see because i mean we have anti-work stuff where it's like you know your boss shouldn't be treating you like shit you know it's like you know they don't let you stay home sick if you're like actually like puking and all that stuff but on the other hand, I mean, like, what That's about... That's just a shitty bus. Yeah, but what about those bosses in the fucking, like, junior accountant positions that do the same thing? They don't... We don't. We, we, we just see that as, like, a part of the process, right? Whereas for, like, you know, McDonald's workers, it's like, no, you quit, you know? Yeah, don't I mean, deal no with one's forced. Anymore. No one's forcing them to stay as a junior accountant. No, like, I, it would be great. It would... Like, look, again, I'm not sitting here saying, like, you deserve to get shot on by your boss. <laughs> it would be great if that was jun- the bosses of those junior accountants would like you know chill out a little they'd stop abusing their employees that would be great yeah, yeah i wish they would but i mean you're asking for a lot you're basically asking to change human nature like no matter what you're going to have shitty bosses and some positions attract shitty bosses more than others in fact like being a boss on its own like that probably is a big draw for people that are more likely to be you know not the most pleasant they like having power like power over yeah exactly like there can be great bosses again i'm not calling anyone out but you know like some people they crave power over others that's just human nature and those positions they attract those kinds of people it would be great if we could just snap our fingers and like all these people <laughs> are nice people or they disappear but you can't do that yeah so you got to take things into your own hands you know maybe you switch a job maybe you just leave that job and you i don't know switch careers completely look but i, I, I know what day, you're saying no one no one can do something for you that's my point my my only point here is like it seems like it's almost a part of like the actual career path like it seems like we're all accepting that hey for like the, i know they can quit at any time like don't get me wrong but it almost seems to be like part of the journey right like you have to do like your five years in the trenches before you like make it big right Whereas for, for all this other stuff, I guess there's not as much like job progression as a McDonald's worker. But I mean, we're, we're a lot more happy to say, no, this isn't like a part of the progression per se, and you should just quit. I'm just curious why we value like the junior accountants going through like hell when we don't value like the McDonald's workers going through hell. And that's not to say that either of them like should or shouldn't go through hell. They shouldn't, of course, but. I mean, I guess you could feel worse for the McDonald's worker because I mean, you know, like end of the day the junior accountant he's probably making more money yeah. and he's going through hell because in the end he will make a ton of money versus the mcdonald's worker i mean at that point if you're like a boss that's like you know abusing your mcdonald's worker you're just like <laughs> you know like taking advantage of someone in a not so great position as it is like that's just a really shitty move yeah for so, sure naturally people are more sympathetic i mean even like a couple months ago, I saw like an article and it wasn't even just one article. It was like a big thing, I guess, in the business world. I don't know how to phrase it in any other way, but it was like, oh, uh, all these, uh, one of those investment banks, I think it was like Goldman Sachs or maybe Morgan oh, Stanley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, they're, they're like junior analysts or something. They're getting like too burned out 
from the 100 hour weeks and now we're like mandating that they work less hours than that or something like that and i mean that was like a big news story but end of the day like people didn't feel as sympathetic to them because you know and you, you chose to go there you knew that it would be like a hard job and you know that at the end of the day you're going to get a pretty good reward from it if you stick to it so kind of naturally like... people are going to be less like sympathetic to it compared to like a mcdonald's worker like down on their luck like yeah. trying to earn an honest living and they're getting like screwed over by their like piece of shit boss kind of like choosing it versus you know being forced into it i suppose yeah yeah like you don't have to be like a investment banker you know like no. you choose to do it versus mcdonald's like i wish they were in a better situation but in their current situation that's like probably all they could get and it's kind of shitty to oh yeah you know, for sure. them when they're in that situation like, i hope they get out of a situation but at the moment huh? don't be a dick to them for no reason i think the be all end all is like you said you know put the power in your own hands and try and make a better situation out of the hand you've been given i mean you can always you can't choose what happens to you but you can always choose how to react to it and choosing your next move right so yeah that's probably a good take home from that now the other thing i did want to touch on is i was hanging out with a friend earlier this week and so she was talking about how her friend was recently again married and i'd heard her from about this friend a bit and Honestly, I'd heard that she had never had a partner, like, you know, for the entire, she's probably like 23 or something, like she had never had a partner. And what she was telling me was apparently this was an arranged marriage. So they met Are like... Are they South Asian? Pardon? Are they South Asian or is this like... I believe so. Okay. So like arranged marriage, like they met each other a month ago and they're again married or something. And she was like really excited. And... To me, like, you know, it's, I mean, it's different cultures, right? Like for us, it's, you know, it's, there's not that focus on like, oh, like, will our families get together? Like, oh, is this like a, I'm not going to say no, is this a good match? But I mean, there's a lot more involvement than just between like the two people, right? So I was almost thinking to myself, like, do you think you'd be more happy, like with that type of scenario? Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, you know, if you you don't get into a situation where you're paired with someone you absolutely hate. Like from what I heard, like there's choices and stuff like that. But I almost felt like through restriction, like through, you know, like having this arranged marriage rather than like, you know, going to the country club or going to a bookstore, meeting someone and doing like the five, like three years of dating and then getting married. Like in a way it's, it, I think I understand your question. Does that make someone happier? Like through restriction? It, depends on your goal if i'll say it this way if your goal is to end up with someone like just to get married period then yeah obviously arranged marriage like solves that issue in a matter of weeks instead of years like you're done and if you're someone who is like extremely desperate for whatever reason you can't find someone in any other way like maybe you're like i don't know (laughs) maybe you're super ugly maybe you're like super like bad personality maybe you're i don't know whatever like for whatever reason you can't find someone in a normal like meet like natural like organic way yeah and you're like okay well it's either arranged marriage or nothing and i want i would prefer to be married than not married okay well of course arranged marriage that solves the problem for you and 
you achieve your goal. But for any other situation, a range of mirrors seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> like, you will always be happier with someone that you picked and vetted yourself over three years than someone that was like picked for you yeah. that you've known for a couple of weeks. Like, I just, that's the recipe for design. I feel like you're putting yourself in a box, but at the same time, if you if you only know the box, then you'll be happy with that box. But I just feel like, at least for this person, like if she, I don't know, if she had a sense of like, this sounds, it sounds bad, right? Cause it's like, you know, it's, it's different cultures, right? But I just feel like if, I got I really gotta choose my words carefully here. <laughs> like it, it just feels like there's so much more out there and like, you know, you're, you're putting yourself into a box there. But I mean, you know, by doing that, like you almost, you're almost happier. But I feel like if you found out that there was so much out there, like don't get me wrong, like grass is greener type thing, right? But at the same time, like if you found out there's like this many more options and you might've been doing it wrong, like I feel like you'd be even like more depressed after finding that out, right? I mean, this is just my perspective. And again, I have no experience with arranged marriage myself, nor do I know anyone that's like, nor do I know anyone well that's in an arranged marriage that I could like draw on their experiences from. But it's like not necessarily a disaster if you get an arranged marriage. Like you could get lucky, but that's oh, no, just the I... thing. Like you have to depend on luck. Like, am I going to be lucky that this is a good person, or maybe this person's a piece of shit? You're flipping the dice, and you're still doing it in like an organic sort of meeting where you meet them and you date them. But it's much less luck in that case. Like that person might still end up being like a terrible person ten years down the road. But wouldn't you rather have three years of knowing them rather than like a week or a month of knowing them? So oh, like, I I completely agree with you. I think you could those marriages honestly, like with the amount of fucking divorces you see nowadays, those marriages could even be happier. I think the only thing I'm saying is like I heard a story from one of my friends who there's this guy who like, you know, got a rock stuck on his leg or something and the only reason he survived was because there was like two berry bushes next to him so for like fucking 30 years before he eventually like bit the dust he sat there eating those berries and those berries were like the greatest thing he ever ate right because he was in that situation and he didn't have anything else so by default that was like the best he's ever had not the best he's ever had but like you know it was just amazing right Whereas, like, I just feel like that might be kind of the situation with arranged marriage. And I mean, like, you'd be happier not knowing that there are, like, all these other options and, like, having to choose and everything. But, so you're you basically know, saying ignorance is bliss? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I even think, like, it's something I've thought about at 1.2 is, like, I feel like the less intelligent you are or, like, I think the more intelligent you are, sometimes the more unhappy you are. <laughs> like seriously do do you have like think think of your like average like fucking billy bob who works construction like you know has, I mean, like watches sports like i think i think that applies if you're like look obviously that's true i guess yeah but i don't <laughs> think anyone that we know or i think most people we know don't get to that level like i think that's a thing that starts to apply where it's like you're so smart you straight up cannot connect with anyone that's not at least slightly on your level like i don't like you could be smarter than average even like yeah. smarter than most people you meet but you're not like that much of an out of this world genius that you can't connect with them like you can still connect with most people in that case that's just like stupid 
like, oh, I'm like too smart to be happy. Oh, That's yeah. just like something edgy fourteen year olds say. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the only reason I don't have friends is because I'm too smart. It's like, no, you're a piece of shit. That's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like. But- I mean, that's true to an extent. I'm sure if you're like some guy who has like a fucking 300 IQ and you, everyone that you talk to sounds like a five-year-old does to us, like, sure, that would probably get pretty lonely and boring. But I don't think most people that you meet or that you even know are like that for it to be like a relevant thing to keep in mind. No, I just, I, I think it's interesting because I mean, like, you know, you're, you're, you're even talking to yourself like, no, I, I can't relate this to intelligence, but I mean, like, in our in our hometown here, like there's nothing to do whatsoever, right? Like we have no movie theaters, we have no malls, we have nothing. But there's like a Legion and there's like a Tim Hortons. So back in high school, we'd like hang out in the Tim Hortons parking lot or you know go to the Legion and play like a game of pool or darts or something. Like it was it was just so limiting. But at the same time, like I really cherish that type of stuff because you know like obviously there's so much more better stuff out there, but we kind of like found a way to make it work, right? And I just feel like, you know, with that restriction, like we were able to innovate and find maybe even a greater sense of happiness. Like, obviously, it would have been nice to have like a movie theater or bowling around. But like we talked about before, like, I feel like we would do that a few times and then it would just get boring. Right. I mean, I don't know how that like connects to like intelligence. It's just, you know, just if you I'm do something, like, if you do something like over and over, it'll get boring no matter who you are. I'm just saying like the restriction piece, right? Like I think, you know, the ignorance is bliss, the restriction, the having oh, less okay. options in a way like I think I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I think with more I choice mean, comes more like, you know, difficulties ultimately deciding and then just it becomes hard, right? Like if you have un- like I've always been scared of like unlimited options because I wouldn't know what to do for it. I kind of like having like a little bit more of a stable path. So I guess I think about it this way. Ignorance is bliss, but like if you choose, I don't know how to phrase this in a way that makes sense, but I'll try. If you choose to be ignorant, but like if it's a choice that you make, you'll still know, like you'll still be ignorant, but you'll also know at the back of your mind that you chose to be ignorant. And there's like this piece of like knowledge that you could have easily. You could choose to have it, you just choose not to. Like, for example, Right now, there might be like a billion aliens out there like talking to each other and we don't know anything about them, like all these civilizations, but we can't choose to figure it out. We've been trying to, but we can't choose. And like, if we knew that they were there, we'd sure we'd feel pretty left out as a species or a planet, but we've tried to, we haven't found them. And it's like, okay, we're ignorant of it, but we're fine with it because we don't know any better. But if you're like in an arranged marriage and it's like, Maybe if you're, like, in a different culture where everyone's in arranged marriage, it's different. But if you're, like, in Canada and you're in an arranged marriage and 99% of people around you aren't in an arranged marriage, it's not like you're sitting there thinking, like, oh, this is all I could have had. No, like, you know that there's this other option. Maybe you would have been happier, but you chose purposefully not to ever explore that possibility. So, sure, you're ignorant of what could have been, but you know you were ignorant. And in that case, I think that ignorance is bliss argument kind of falls apart. I'm not sure if what I'm saying makes sense. But... What, what you're saying is, I guess what you're saying is ignorance is bliss, but it's also a choice. So, you know, by it being a choice, it's like more faulty. Like there's a higher chance of it falling apart, right? Because like... like you chose, you chose not to find out. And 
maybe you're happy with your current situation but if you ever sit down and you're like well maybe oh, what yeah. if i made a different choice maybe i would have been happier you could have made that choice you chose not to so sure you're ignorant but like you didn't have to be and you might regret that i don't know yeah. so in that case i think like you're not like you chose to limit yourself so what about okay so we've talked about like low intelligence what about like legit like you've been born with kind of like a brain defect and you don't go past like the age of six uh, no even even a better example i've always found that like i think you know with more like this restriction and all this stuff like i think it's you're happier like the ignorance is bliss like i think you're happier on average than if you have unlimited options and i also i also think this goes into like dogs like i think humans can because of all of our choice all of like the options we have and everything i think we can hit a higher peak of happiness than dogs but i think dogs are like more happy like more consistently happy well i mean do we even really know what goes on in a dog's mind like i mean if it's like like think of a baby like they're always smiling and they're happy but like (laughs) Think of, like, do you remember anything that was going on when you were, like, smiling when you were one year old? Like, no. probably not. Like, is that, like, really happy? Yeah. Like, I think I do, the I... only, like, the only way we could really discuss this in a way that's, I guess, like, applicable is in the context of other people. Because that's all we know. We know how people think. We know how they feel. Because we ourselves have that experience. But, like... Once you start going off, like, oh, maybe dogs are happier. Maybe babies are happier. Well, I mean, yeah. first of all, we know, like, babies laugh all the time. Just, like, dogs are always, like, seem happy. But, like, is there anything behind that? Like, um, For the babies, there definitely is. Because, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's all novel experiences, right? Like, it's when you're a baby, like, you have, what, you're forming so many different, like, synapses and stuff. And these are all, like, authentic experiences to you. So hearing that sound for the first time like you know seeing this face like it's it's giving you dopamine right and that's what's you know making you laugh and everything so babies for sure i mean i haven't looked into the research on dogs or anything but i just think like overall i think it just comes down to i think with like ignorance is like i feel like ignorance is bliss that's good as an illusion but i think if you have like a forced ignorance like just you know dogs not having the same level of intellect as humans then you are just overall more happier because there's less to be worried about like but i think most people like the difference between most people isn't that extreme for that to be like something you should just consider like you're not gonna have someone that's like as dumb as a dog (laughs) true yeah most people are pretty similar like you're not going to have that much variation for it to be like a consideration like oh maybe i should be like that guy who doesn't even like know what's going on around him he seems pretty happy yeah. like, no one's ever going to choose that either way do you think those people are more, like obviously it's not routine or consistent but for those like examples do you think they are happier who people that are not as intellectually like yeah i don't know maybe yeah I, I I have no idea. Like, if someone, look, I don't think that people that are less intellectual are like happy or sad. Like, I I, I honestly don't know. Like, no, just neutral. If it's if it's someone who's just like a little bit less than average, 
I doubt that they're any happier or sadder. Agreed. If it's someone that's like so like like they, they have a disability like to that level or it's like they can't even function in normal society like i have no idea what's going on there i'm not a neuroscientist but i mean <laughs> we've, maybe we've I established no a lot throughout this podcast you're not like an economist you're not an accountant you're not a neuroscientist. i i have a very <laughs> narrow like very narrow specialization where i know what i'm talking about more or less well, but if i like I don't want to be like Joe Rogan up in this shit and like Dude. take things out of my ass and pretend I know what's going on. Like I, there's a lot of stuff I don't know and I don't want to like pretend that I do. Yeah, I mean, dude, we're just two dumbasses fucking like shooting the shit and talking about this stuff. Like I, I don't think I have any type of like super good knowledge on this type of stuff or any specialized knowledge. I think it's all just interesting to like theorize, right? Like even at one point, even those who don't like have that specialized knowledge, maybe they can by chance to like come by something, right? Mm. Not to say that I this guess. is ever going to get a Nobel Prize <laughs> or anything. Yeah, Nobel Prize for a podcast. Can you imagine, dude? They're actually trying to do that for like journalism and stuff now, I've heard. Isn't that like a Pulitzer Prize? Or? I think that's what it is currently, but I think like they're even talking about like trying to get like journalism into like Nobel Prize territory. <laughs> just reporting on like fucking sparky being saved by joe the firefighter if it's anything like the peace prize i don't know how respected they'll end up being what's the peace prize like there's just a nobel peace prize i'm sure you heard of it but like yeah that's what i'm talking about they're like notorious for giving peace prizes to people that don't deserve it for no reason like they gave one to the president of Ethiopia a couple years ago, and now the guy's like trying to commit a genocide. Are you serious? Yeah, he's like right now on the front lines trying to like kill a bunch of like ethnic groups in Ethiopia oh, or shit. something. Look, honestly, I don't want to get political. All I know, <laughs> all I know is the guy started a war. I think everyone can agree that he started a war, and that kind of, you know. Contradicts how, how, the how idea think, of a peace prize. How do you think you'd feel being the fucking judges that award that to him? Like, you know, I think this guy's a decent guy. He's done a lot. We're gonna give him a million dollars, and then he just the, runs with that because like they gave one surgeon. to they gave one to Obama when he first became the president before he did anything. Yeah. Like, oh god. And they really? gave one to like yeah they gave one to Yasser Arafat even though he's responsible for like orchestrating thousands of suicide bombings in Israel. So it's like, who are these judges? Peace, the peace prize. It's like kind of a joke, like the Nobel prize in physics, medicine. Like, yeah, I respect that. But peace prize, you can't really, can't really respect most of the nominations. I feel like for most of them, they kind of, they don't give it because they think, oh, this guy's a bastion of peace. They give it because they, want to make a political statement where they want to like kind of pressure the person like okay we gave you the peace prize now you have this like pressure hanging over your head to be more peaceful <laughs> but like obviously it doesn't work that well so uh, they should just like give one to stalin or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh, you know given. like with a little bit of motivation with a little bit of money you know he might become peaceful we're gonna start yeah, any like, wars you know you may have like killed like whoever tens of millions of people but you said you were sorry, and we'll give you this peace prize in the hopes that you never do it again. Like, really? That's that's, that's okay. Time machine. 
it's like me it's like you have a physicist and you're like i i like did all these shitty experiments i i fucked up like all these like different things with my shitty experiments but if you give me the nobel prize in physics i promise i'll never do one again that's why so that's like, why i feel like you that, that's basically the same logic that's why i feel like you never trust the whole like i've heard i've read a lot because honestly i've been browsing that anti-work subreddit and everything i've heard a lot of people where it's like they'll get a better offer from another job and then they'll get like the, like the bosses will hear about that and they're like oh well we're gonna give you a promotion because we thought you deserved it like dude no way like there's no way that like you can get incentivized that way you should that's I mean, not the way incentives should yeah, work you should never accept that at all no. like you should accept it you shouldn't accept it but you should like try to negotiate it higher than your current offer so that you can negotiate with your new offer Ooh, but you should true. never stay like if you stay you're probably going to get fired within six months because they're going to know that you're looking for something else they're going to cover their ass and hire someone to replace you obviously yeah. or like just replace you because they want to pay the new guy less than they're paying you now and they just needed you there as like a buffer period. Oh, like to train and everything? Yeah. Not to train, but it's like, we need six months to hire a new guy. Like, in the meantime, we'll pay this guy 30% more just so we have someone filling the role in the meantime, and then we'll let him go. Like, okay. you should never stay and assume that they have your best interests at heart. That's why you shouldn't continue with your work if you're just handed a Nobel Peace Prize. Do your own thing and live your own life, right? <laughs> just don't, you know, commit a genocide. Also, I, I gotta say, something I've been thinking about a lot recently, something I really respect out of you, is the whole, like, drop in social media. Like, mm. dude, I've been looking at my screen time, it's been, like, seven hours a day or something, and honestly, like, the biggest thing that I'm getting out of this right now is, you know how, like, we're seeing the huge, like, you know, cancel culture is, like, the biggest thing that's, like, attacking North America right now? Sure. It's people it's such a vocal minority like people say it's a vocal minority but it's it's something where it's like you just don't really understand until you've like delves like super deep into it like i don't know it's i'm i still follow like joe rogan and everything and i'm seeing him post about like i i saw him post yesterday it was like seven million it's like the year's 2030 there's seven million genders like you know <laughs> i'm the last straight white male and i'm not allowed to have an opinion and it's just like, why the fuck are you posting that shit, man? It's like, I mean, <laughs> it's funny in sort of like a dumb way. Like, oh, uh, Joe's at it again. Yeah, but yeah. Like, if you really believe that, it's like. But the thing is, is there are no people one... that believe this. And it's, they think that can't, like, I used to think cancer culture is like a huge, It there is still cases where it's like that person, you know, shouldn't have like lost their job or whatever. But, you know, to go that extreme with it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about cancel culture. I haven't really kept up with it, but... Like, there's extreme cases for sure. Like, if you're someone with, like, a huge following on Twitter, for example. Like, I've seen examples of that, where it's, like, someone with a huge following on Twitter. I, I forgot her name, but, like, she looked up people. Like, much smaller accounts that said something bad, like, years ago. Are you talking... You told me about yeah. this. Is that the chick from Jesse, the... She was like 14, right? I have no idea who Jessie is or who is 14. I just know her name is Sky Jackson. Yeah, she's... And like, yeah. in that case, she was like... Like, there was literally 14-year-olds. Like, she's a grown-ass woman. And there's 14-year-olds that she's bullying on Twitter. She has millions of followers. And the 
kid is obviously getting like fucking destroyed and then the parents also get punished for it and that's like that's pretty unfair yeah it's pretty messed up but like can you imagine you were a kid on like xbox live or something like you say yeah you know i i fucked your brother or something like that and your fucking squeaker voice and then someone just comes by the house and like beats the (laughs) shit out of you yeah, that's like that's kind of like the what's happening now in that. At case. that point, that says a lot about the people who participate in it. It's just stupid. Like, get a life. Like, yeah, you're wasting your time over other people you will never meet. Like, don't you have anything more interesting to do? It's an echo chamber, though, man. I mean, like, it's with the connectivity. It's a good thing because it's like you know I could connect with someone in, like Beijing over like a common interest and make a friendship over that. But at the same time, there's, like, these little, like, echo chambers that are, like, perpetuating this stuff. On one side, it's, like, the Joe Rogan stuff where it's, like, it's 7 million genders. I won't be able to have an opinion. And then there's the other side where it's, like, oh, you mislabeled my gender? Like, you know, like, or the Sky Jackson shit. Like, it's it's just interesting to see, like, how kind of the social, you know, connections play out online, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's mainly, like, a very small vocal yep. group of people who have nothing better to do. I don't think it's like a national phenomenon where like 50, pe- 50 million people out there are just dying to cancel <laughs> the next person like on Twitter waiting for Sky's next post. Like No, but we, we all know media is obviously like really biased and everything. But I mean, it's just... you. Did you hear about the Dave Chappelle stuff? Yeah. So... We heard, like, I saw news reports for a couple weeks, like, you know, fucking Netflix riot, like, people aren't going to stand for the jokes that he's making. And when you actually watch the video, there was, like, 30 people protesting. They made it seem like there was, like, 500 people, like, a 1,000 people out there, but... Look, if someone says something dumb, or not even, doesn't even have to be dumb, if someone says something that you don't like, you have a right not to like it, you have a right to protest Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if you want to call them dumb on Twitter, sure, go ahead. But if you're starting to harass them, that's a crime. Like, harassment is a crime. Yeah. And if you're, like, harassing the person, then you deserve to be punished for it by the law. <laughs> and I don't know if people do get punished when they, like, not everyone gets punished when they should be for committing that crime. But, like, just just to clarify, like if you want to, if you want to protest dave Chappelle or whatever like go for it like but don't expect like him to get on his knees and like beg for forgiveness or else he's like deserves to literally die and like lose everything yeah i don't know it's, yeah. it's just interesting to see how like you know it's it's almost like the news is trying to pit people against each other like create this like revolution not a revolution but just like get views through like having people fight against each other and create these like narrative battles that like don't really exist right yeah the news doesn't give a shit about any of these issues they just know that people will click on it oh yeah i don't know if they knew if tomorrow like the news found out that what people really want to see is kkk speeches 24 7 they'd run those kkk speeches without any commercial breaks because they know people want to see it like yeah they don't give a fuck about any of these issues. You gotta cater to your audience, that's for sure. Anyways, I think we're uh, probably in a good position. Covered a lot of good stuff, so I'd say we're at the end here. Um, sure. That's all for us today. Uh, do you have any shoutouts? No, I don't. 
No? I got here on my own. I have no one to shit out. <laughs> you didn't have anyone that, like, boosted you up to this level? Like, you know, brought you to the home run? No, sir. It was all done through your own hard work and dedication? You got it. Well, that's good to hear. Anyways, we will see you guys later. Uh, probably have another episode out by the end of the year. Want to do a little bit of a end of the year recap, so watch out for that. And outside of that, just enjoy your Christmas season, guys. We will see you later. Bye.